Hey there, good people. You are listening to Oh My Josh. So I've wanted to be an actor pretty much my entire life. It's pretty much the only thing that I've really wanted to do, that, that I knew I wanted to do since I was a child. Um, it's just something that I, I found uh, fun, uh, cathartic, um, uh, perceptive. I mean, these are all great attributes of being being an actor. And and I, for so long, I, I kept saying that I'm an aspiring actor, aspiring actor. But I was looking at my resume the other day. And I've done a lot of, like, great things. Um, they may not be on the scale of, you know, someone like Tom Hanks or Will Smith. But I am an actor. And I'm very proud to say that I'm not ashamed to say that I am an actor. It may not be my, you know, primary resource or source of income, but I am an actor. So, yeah, take that. So when did I fall in love with acting? Well, um, it's probably been since I was, as they used to say, knee-high to a grasshopper. Um, I grew up with, with somewhat older parents. My parents had me in their mid early to mid thirties. So, um, I grew up with, you know, around more mature type people, um, my grandparents and I had, um, elderly cousins who I called grandma and grandpa, who I would get off the bus at their house instead of mine, uh, it was, you know, not to be, you know, by myself. So I got off of their house and they were older people. And so they watched like soap operas and Matlock and things like that in the heat of the night. Oh God, that song just came to my head. But those were the type of television shows that I would watch with them. And and because of that, I think I developed an old soul. And that's what I took interest in, like those plots, those storylines. And back then, there was, there was real acting, you know? Um, in comparison to a lot of what we see today, which is that reality TV stuff, which I don't really like or recommend. But, you know, I'm biased because I went to college. And we'll get to that. But... That was real acting. Like, still, like, it's so it's so funny. I saw a picture of Victor Newman the other day, who was a character uh, portrayed by Eric Braden on The Young and the Restless. And I'm like, how is this dude still alive? Because he was, like, 85 when I was three. But anyway, you know, God bless him, you know. Um, he, I can say he's one of my first acting coaches, because that brother didn't play. When Victor Newman walked in, you knew something was about to go down. Like, he, he ran... Uh, Newman Enterprises and Jabot and all that, and I was I was I was enamored in all that. And then there was there was uh, I remember Sheila Carter who was like this psycho nurse and stole somebody's baby, and it probably was a lot for a, a young kid to like take in. Um, I, I still remember like one of my earliest memories growing up is uh, Sheila and Lauren uh, having a cat fight in in the laboratory, and uh, and then there there was a time when when Sheila kidnapped Lauren and took her to this farmhouse and. The farmhouse caught fire. It, I mean, there was a lot, like a lot going on. And as a as a kid, you would think most kids would be more uh, susceptible to to going outside and playing and you know doing all that stuff. But I did that sometimes. I mean, I'm not a very active child. I wasn't a very active child, or I'm a very active adult. Um, that's probably why I have the body I have. But that's another subject. Um, but yeah, so th- th- those were the things that I was taking in and I was learning and I was like crafting myself after them because then I started to 
write my own soap operas and write my own scripts and my own stories. And and I started to develop based on what I was seeing on these television shows. And so I really, really attribute a lot of what I did or what I do now to that because that's those were the first instances where I was like uh just 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 entranced by the things and the decisions and the choices that these actors were making and the stories that these storytellers were telling that was just something that I was I quickly fell in love with and I have a a very dear cousin of mine who we used to go around and we used to make up these stories as as we went around town and I'm, I'm sure she was sick of me but it's like these were things that th- those were things that I loved. Um, so and it was probably very strange for uh, a little black boy in the country to be making up these stories and, you know, and writing these things down. But, hey, it's who I it's who I was. It's who I am. Um, so, yeah, those are those are my very first uh, teachers. So it just really elevated from there. Um, I went to school. I joined the drama club um, in elementary school. Um, one of the first plays I ever did was as a frog in some weird... I don't even remember what the name of the show was. It was very weird. Um, I had on, like, green leggings, and it was a it was a thing. And, and, and um, yeah. But what, what I do remember, though, is after the show, we get this applause from the audience, which was mostly parents and other kids who probably had to clap because they were told to. But for some reason, that just, you know opened my eyes to what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Like I wanted to be on stage because I was a, I was a very, very shy, introverted kid. And I'm still that way a lot of times. Um, me as myself can be very, very secluded and standoffish. Um, and I, I've been called arrogant or, you know, because I, I, I don't really like to mingle with people. I'm not really a people person. Um, people who have probably encountered with me don't believe that, but it's certainly the truth. Um, if I if I could sit home alone and read a book or watch a movie and you know just be alone, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, I remember my mom said once that, and it's not like we and this she said this like we had this big huge house we didn't, um, but she said she wouldn't even know if I was home if she didn't see my car there, and that's because I pretty much stayed to myself and it's not and I don't think it was like a like a mental type thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't really talked to anybody about it. But I don't think it is. Um, but it's just who I am. I like to be secluded. I like to sit alone and think and probably overthink. But that's what it was. And and I'm going off on a tangent here. So, yeah, the, I, the, the applause was my, was my eye opener into this is what I want to do with my life. So, I went on uh, middle school. We didn't. I didn't really do much with it. I did join chorus because, as you all know, I'm a church boy, and singing is just a part of who I am. Um, I, I come from a family of singers. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, you have seen how we, our family, does not get together and not sing something, or there's music of some sort, gospel music of some sort. That's just who I am. Um, so I, I didn't do anything in middle school. Um, and then in high school, we didn't really have a huge arts department again i did sing in the in the, in the choir um, i was drafted into that <laughs> that's another story but I, we didn't really have a, a a theater arts department i remember the first teacher that i had was miss emmy lou coleman um and i hope she's doing well i haven't seen her in years um but she showed me a pratfall and like i could not get through the rest of the class because it was so 
I don't even know if she realized how, how great that fall was, but it, it was. And everybody was looking at me like I was crazy, but it was good. And so, I, and I appreciated, you know, learning how to pratfall in, in high school. Um, but th- that really wasn't much there else that we did with theater. Um, we, I did have uh, uh, Philip Burgess, who uh, is also an actor and uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, we did some things for like kids where we like sung to children and things like that. Um, but uh, as far as like, you know, these big theatrical productions, we didn't have the budget for that. We didn't have the space for that. We literally had um, a very, very small stage um, with very, very limited um, <laughs> stage left and stage right uh, uh, space and a huge concrete wall behind us. So, um, but again, that's not really something that, you know, the county, the school that I went to, we weren't known for theatrical productions. There was a, a small theater uh, a, a few towns over um, who I did go see a lot, some of their plays, um, but it was a little bit of a drive for me, or for my parents, rather, to go and uh, see what they were doing. And there was a certain clientele that they were, you know, that they were akin to. So I, I didn't really get into that much, but uh, I still had the desire to be an actor. I was still writing stories. I was still doing my own productions on my front steps when nobody else saw it but the grass and maybe some, you know, stray dogs and the cows across the street in the pasture. Um, but, you know, it was still in my heart. So I went to school. I went to the wonderful University of North Carolina at Greensboro, and I decided to major in theater. Um, and now in retrospect, I probably wouldn't have done that um, because a theater degree <laughs> means absolutely nothing in the real world. Um, or from my experience, it means absolutely nothing. Um, but it, that was my desire. That's what I wanted to be. I didn't know anything else I wanted to do. Um, at the time in school, I wanted to be an actor. Um, but if I could do it again, I was definitely majoring something else that was, that would probably be more beneficial to, you know, real world living and, you know, did a, a, a minor in drama or, you know, just take some acting classes because essentially you don't need a degree to be an actor. You don't, it, it's not a degreed position. It kind of just... Something you, a lot of people just kind of fall into. Um, but, you know, at the time, I, I didn't know all that. I, I didn't research enough to know that, you know, that I didn't need a degree. I just thought, I want to major in acting and just do, and just act all day, every day. And, you know, and uh, discover my craft, uh, the craft of acting and all that. And that that what that really wasn't my experience. <laughs> it, it, it really wasn't. I, I get there and... um. I got to school, and, and again, I, I'm very, very introverted in all those things, and I'm just very to myself. And and what I learned, what I learned most about college is that, well, about the theater in college is that it, it's very, very um, networking is very, very important, um, and networking to the point where you. Uh, let me just be honest. A lot of what I experienced during my theater, my academic career at UNCG in the theater department was. There was a lot of clicks. There were. Um, there were very, very uh, small groups of people who kind of gravitated towards each other and kind of hung with each other all the time. Uh, and, and there was a distinction between those who were Bachelor of Arts in Drama and Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um, and and I wanted to be a BFA, but it, 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 um, it required an audition. Um, and I had never auditioned for anything before in my life. Again, I came from high school where theatrical productions weren't really something that we knew about. You know, I, I just had, you know, the desire to be an actor. 
So uh, I was very, very uh, afraid uh, uh, to, you know, to audition because I had never done that before. Um, and so I didn't audition for the first round of BFAs. Um, so I didn't get into the program. Um, and so by the time I had got comfortable with, you know, auditioning and auditioning to be in the BFA program the, the next year, I didn't get selected. So I was like, you know what? It's, it's cool. It's fine. Um, being a BA or BFA really doesn't deter me from being an actor or, or wanting to be an actor. Um, but I, I did notice that there was a very, very strict, um, demarcation between BA actors and BFA actors. Um, BFA actors did have a tendency to feel that they were more important than others. Um, I don't know if that was because of the professor telling them that, or that's, that's something that they acquired together. I'm not sure. That's just kind of how things happened. And I'm, I'm, and again, I'm not holding any ill will towards any of that because first of all, I'm, I'm 35 now. I was in college a while ago. So it's not like I'm holding on to any of that because I've had some great successes since college, but that's kind of how, you know, that's kind of how things worked. Um, and, but what I did love about being a bachelor of arts uh, major is that I kind of got more of the behind the scenes knowledge. Like we took, um, lighting and, and we did practicums and we learned how people who aren't on the stage or people who aren't on the camera, what they have to do and all the work that is done, you know, with them. And it made me appreciate those uh, behind the scenes much, much more because they work, they work just as hard. And, and I kind of appreciated how uh, I learned how uh, I have to do just as much work as an actor in front of the camera or on the stage as these people are, you know, behind the camera or people that are making sets, people that are doing lights, people that are producing, you have to do as much work as they are because we want to, this is a group effort, a team effort. So you have to put in that time as well. You have to get into the character, know your character, do your research um, because you can play a character from someone that's older than you, from a different time than you. And you have to know how those people talk, how those people dressed, how those people carry themselves. What about the circumstances of that world affect how you're coming into this scene, right? And then that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of <laughs> craft study. <laughs> um, this isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't an acting podcast, but that's just, you know, some of the things that I learned in college. Um, so, yeah. And it, so I appreciate my college experience. Um, there were some instances where uh, things got a little bit more serious than they had to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, nothing's, nothing's perfect. No one's perfect. So I graduated from uh, that program in 2010. And then in 2012, I moved to Durham, North Carolina. Um, and I met the young gentleman, Paul Sapp, um, who put me in my first short film and that really kind of just you know catapulted me into like man i could do this 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 is this comes easy this flows for me um so yeah and and i've kind of been on the roll ever since well no, no well no, no did we i think we did the we did the short film first and then we did the play i think the timeline is kind of weird but he put me in my first play as well um in the in the raleigh durham area um and in his own 
piece, a piece that he had written. And uh, I was having an affair. My character, ooh, let me correct that. <laughs> my character was having an affair with this young woman in this in this hotel room. And it tells the story of uh, of how, you know, it's, it's called The Magnitude of the Slope of JP and the young woman who whose character's name I don't remember. But uh, it was a, a, a great, great uh, script. Uh, so thank you, Paul, if you're listening to this. Um, and it's so funny because I don't normally use expletives in my everyday life, but uh, that script was full of them. <laughs> I never forget my I, my mom came to the show and she was just like cringing at how many cuss words I was using. But you know, hey, it's acting. I'm not I'm not me, ma. Um, so I, I but I was very very grateful for that. And after that, you know, things just kind of kept rolling. I was getting cast on a lot of shows, community theater. I was doing some short films. And so, um, yeah, I, and I was just, I was so happy to be able to do that because it's what I've wanted to do for so long. And it just kind of came easy to me. Of course, I had the craft that I had learned in college and, you know, and some of the craft that I learned myself um, to assist me and especially in the choices that I make and just breaking down a script and looking at it and seeing how to approach this, this script, how to approach this character, how to bring realism to 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 this scene or to this to this show because uh, people can really tell when you're acting most people can tell you you don't have to be a trained actor or a trained director or a trained producer to be able to tell when somebody's acting like people who have no interest in the arts can watch a movie and be like that person's not believable i don't believe anything they're doing um and that's because people we are all perceptive we all have perceptions of what we believe and what we think is real and what we know not to be true so um that that, that that's just something that i have that as an actor you have to find where the realism comes in and and merge who you are as a person in this in this character that you're playing and find the reality in it and, and find the realness to it I, and a lot of people will, you will hear in the acting world that acting acting is really reacting you're, you're, it's it's a bounce of energy between uh, two people or however many people are in the scene or on the stage. And you have to be in the moment and you have to be, you know, present. Um, you, you can rehearse something over and over again, especially with live theater. And that's why I love live theater so much is that those moments can change. That moment is never the same every time or every night. Because when you bring in an audience, there's a whole different energy that comes into the room. Um, we, we've seen, I, we've, I've been in shows where, where, um, this line got a great laugh, uh, during one, one show and then the next night crickets. And it's like, okay, what well, they're not, they're not connecting with us as the previous audience was, but they're probably still enjoying it. They, they may not be as expressive as the other audience, but they're probably still enjoying it. And you have to, you have to keep going. You just have to keep going. Um, the show must go on, as they say. Um, and then, I, and then there were some some nights where uh, I felt like I was doing like wonderful. The the crowd was with me. The audience loved me. And uh, and then there were other nights where it's like they enjoyed every other character except mine. But it's like you know what, I'm in the show too, so uh, I'm giving you viable information for how the end is going to play out. So, but yeah, and that's what that's what acting acting is. You have to love it because, as we see now with 
the the uh, SAG after strike, there's not much money in it if you're not you know that top five percent of actors. Um, I won't go into all the details of that, but people who are working actors in like Hollywood or anywhere, people who actually do acting as a full-time job, it's a full-time job. There are long hours, long days. Um, there's this, uh, this adage of hurry up and wait on most sets, movie sets and television show sets, because things have to be arranged, lighting people. There, there's a lot going on on a set that a lot of times you're just kind of sitting around waiting for, you know, when it's your chance. And so there are long hours involved, and then the pay is not always, you know, the best. Um, just because you see people on television, they're not rich. Actually, a lot of the people that you see um, on camera or in movies are like, oh, I I've seen this guy. I know him by face. I don't know his name. Most of those people are really just, like, nine-to-five actors. They're not making a lot of money. They're just being seen a lot. Um, which is great because you want to be seen a lot. You want people to see your work because, uh, again, to that networking and to that relationships things, it's a relationship-oriented business. Um, so once you build those relationships, it can lead to other things. Um, but that it's but acting is very, very, very much complex, um, much more complex than I'm going into now. Um, just giving you little snippets. But yeah, this is just. It's an occupation filled by passion. That's essentially what I want you to leave this episode with. So what is your passion? Find your passion. It might not be the easiest thing. It might not be the most profitable thing. But if it's your passion, it's meant for you to do it. So what's your passion? Let me know. And thank you for listening to Oh My Josh. Oh My Josh.